Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zesty Zoipod. In today's episode, I'm joined by Roji, aka Road Chicken, a well-known NBA YouTuber who does a lot of talks about NBA, and I guess we're mostly talking about basketball today. So, hello, Roji. What's up? What's up? What's up? I haven't done a video in a while, so I appreciate the uh, introduction. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm I'm ready, bro. Yeah, your videos have been really insightful. Help me gain a new spectrum of knowledge in some NBA topics, and we could dive into some of those, some different topics today, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I was actually planning to make one about the Raptors, but if you want to follow the format you had last time, you can start with the MVP stuff. No, um, I guess we can start on the Raptors. I guess, like, like, <laughs> how do you feel about the Raptors? Like, it's been quite an up and down season. <laughs> right. I just like. Like honestly, man, I think what they're doing now is like the only thing you could really do. Like, they they do they gotta win the lottery. Okay, they don't really have to because this draft is pretty deep. Like, I've actually been keeping up with some of the prospects, mm-hmm. and like a lot of the prospects are either super young, which is what you want to see, or they only have like like one or two major flaws in their game, and that's actually pretty beneficial because given like the Raptors' development system, like I think they can manage one or two flaws and the thing is i think this is the year that they can take a guy that's a, a younger guy with like a high upside instead of just taking like you know what they do normally mm-hmm. to take like a guy in their fourth year who's like pretty much who he is so i'm actually kind of excited for the draft this year and honestly it's probably the best thing to get out of this like covid season yeah that's true um like do you have a specific specific position in mind like do you prefer like a guard oh, or maybe like, a yeah, I, I do i've been I've been keeping up with the draft. I, I got so many names, but I just I was doing some research yesterday. Actually, I wasn't doing this for the but I, I just was randomly doing it. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually don't want to draft a center, and the reason why is because um, I feel that um, since we already have like Siakam, who's a front court, like you know, running to the rim kind of player. I don't really want someone in the center, especially clogging up the paint, unless they can shoot threes too. And the reason why I don't want Mobley is nothing like obviously you know who Evan Mobley, you know who Evan Mobley is, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The sick. reason why I don't want Mobley is I was reading a scouting report, and it said uh, one of his flaws is can this guy he doesn't have enough scoring utility to become the number one or two option. And honestly, once I saw that, I'm like, bro, I don't want this guy. Because <laughs> yeah. like that's the thing that the Raptors really need, right? They need a scoring option. Yeah, so I, I actually wouldn't want honestly if we have number two, I wouldn't mind if he trade back and get three and pick up Suggs if the guy we really know that number two guy wants to pick like you know Mobley. But um centers, yeah, I don't really want to draft a center just also because like they take a while to develop. So even mm-hmm. though Mobley might end up being like the you know the best player from what's left, um if he doesn't fit the team and he's gonna take a while to develop, then it doesn't really fit the Raptors timeline. But so I'd rather go for like a scoring guard. Obviously, I'm biased because you know I'm short and basketball standards are not like guards, but I think we really do need someone who can score. I think that's like the number one like priority. And honestly, like I, I know people say pick the best player available, but the play, best player available, um, most of the time is usually someone who scores pretty well. So I think that's just what they should do. And if they get like a Jalen Green, I'll be pretty happy with. Um, that's number four, so I don't think it's completely out of range. Right. If we win a lottery, we can definitely get a top four pick. Yeah. I'm not even gonna bother saying Kate or Suggs because you know that's just like you just gotta hope for the lottery draw, right? But um, if you're talking about someone a bit more like realistic, uh, I di- I heard great stuff about Davion Mitchell just because um he's like 
I don't know if you watch his highlights, but this guy is like the literally the best defender in all of college, and he's literally just clap. He's literally locking up Kade like it was nobody's business, and he yeah. can make his own shot, which is like amazing. And him yeah. and um, shit, there's someone I was watching today. I think it was Josh Giddy. I think. Um, he's like a six-eight point guard, and you know, that that says it all already. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. Like, like when I hear he's talk about like, as like a scoring guard, like, like what moves do you think we should make in the offseason? Because it seems like we're quite loaded in the guard position right now compared to like I guess yeah. small forwards. Because like we yeah, have like sure. Trent I think Fleet, with the draft, Trent, Malachi Flynn, yeah, etc. Yeah, so I think with the draft, you got I think it's based off who you're targeting in the draft because I think the draft lot is June, right? Mm-hmm. So by then, you'll have an idea where you're going to pick. If I were to guess, it's probably going to be number four or number seven. I just don't see the Raptors getting a top two pick, but it could easily be three, four, seven, eight. That's pretty realistic. But um, with that, I think most likely you're going to end up with a scoring guard just based off who's available at that position. So going off of that, you need a, you need a center. And honestly, this is a bit controversial. I think they should trade one of their guards that they already have. Because if you're planning on taking a scoring guard in the draft, that's already got add to your um, guard-heavy position. And you can do it however you want. Like, if you want to, like, I think Van Vliet's probably, like, one you got to keep on to, especially if Lowry's leaving. Mm-hmm. But um, the, thing, the hard thing in the offseason is I don't know what to do with Trent. All right. Like, I, I was pretty happy to get him at first, but then I realized, like, shit, we have to pay this guy. And the thing is, like, do I really want to, like, do we really want to pay him, like, $20 million and just lock up this roster for the next four years? Like, I don't know if I would. Because think about it, if we pay Trent $20 million and then we pay a center fifteen, we don't have any more space for the next couple years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I think, like, you got, like, honestly, I, I think we should draft, like, someone who can score and then, in that case, if someone matches Trent and gives him more money, then we just let him go. I know it'll be sucked. I know it'll be sucked to give up. It was kind of sucked to give up Norm for nothing, but I think it's just what you got to do because I hate to say it, if the guy you draft is going to be, you know, has a potential in two years to be better than Trent and he's making less money, it doesn't really make sense to keep Trent, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, yeah, I think it's center for sure. I, I want to go after Rashawn Holmes, but, um, yeah, sorry, you're going to say something? No, no, yeah, I guess it seems like, um, yeah, we do need centers because we have quite a few nice power forwards, but, like, centers has been lacking a bit. Yeah, I think you can move Kemberge to the bench. I think you can start him if you really have to, but I'd say, like, you start him, you know, if you get Cade and then, you know, somehow, like, <laughs> you get someone amazing in the free agency. It's not, like, a center. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that would be, but um, actually, yo, do you mind if I pull up the 2021 free agency class? Sure. I I can do this like really quickly, but like yeah, unless you get Cade, like I, I don't see like how you can keep Kem Birch as like a starting center. You can definitely keep him as the backup, but um, yeah, like all the top guys are all um, guards. So it's Chris Paul, Conley, Lowry. Oh, we have Lowry, DeRozan, Oladipo. I mean, it's Kawhi, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna stay in Clippers. But yeah, all the top guys are all guards. So like, if I'm going down the list, like the um <laughs> the next best center is Cody Zeller. I mean, you want to be with Cody, <laughs> Cody Zeller? I don't <laughs> right. have a problem with him, but I think he's probably about it. You know, I think Ken Burge can just do what he does already. So yeah, it's pretty much Rashawn Holmes their bust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Guess it seems like Raptors centers will be quite weak in the next few years. Yeah, Ken Burge is good. Oh, there's no as well. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, there was the well. I'll definitely. I mean, I think you have him on your fantasy team, but there was the well. Rashawn Holmes and probably Surge. Those are probably the three we'd have to target, and I would want to pay them like the ten to fifteen range and probably nothing more. Yeah, there's a bit of decent centers, but like, do you th- do you think the Raptors will ever get back to I guess top three in the East contention like they were? I, yo, 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 yo. Well, in my opinion, bro, I think if you get Suggs or Cunningham, it's GG. Like, we're 100% going back. Maybe not next year, but the year after. Playoffs Especially or if we get seed. Seed. Um, I think we can make it a second round next year. Um, I, I'm, I'm just saying, bro, like, I'm so, like, bro, I'm so, like, dude, it's so good that we actually have a chance at this lottery, man, because, like, like mm-hmm. 31% at the top four, like, Jeez, like, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, but um, back on the topic. I, I, if you get a top two pick, top three pick, 100%. If we don't, I think maybe in three years we can get back to a top three seed in the East, but not in the next two, just because I just think the Bucks, the Nets, 76ers are all way too good. And I think the Celtics are going to make some serious moves this offseason. Because honestly, yo, this is kind of controversial, man. I think one of the Celtics or Heat is going to get bounced in the blame. Right, yeah. They... Cause like look who they're playing, right? Like, uh, let me just pull up the standings. Yeah, I'm cutting you off so much. Yeah. Own, but like, I'm not <laughs> saying this and I'll let you talk. But um, yeah, like the Heat is six. Okay, my bad. So one of the Heat Celtics or um Pacers is gonna get bounced, right? I forgot to mention that, right? So mm-hmm. that's a pretty important part. And I think that's pretty. You could probably say that like like I'm ninety percent sure it's gonna happen because I just don't see a world where like both the Celtics and the Pacers make it out. I think it's gonna be Celtics and the Wizards, right? Or the Pacers and the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And like, bro, if that happens, and Celtics and Pacers are gonna make some serious changes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, the the Raptors aren't even close to the play-in, and but I guess in the next I, few years they could get pretty. Cl- they could easily yeah, make I'm the play. Pretty confident. Like I could say, like yeah, I could say, like the next three years, hundred percent, they'll be a top two seed. Okay, not 100%. You can't really say that in anything in life. But I think just because, like, no matter what, you're going to have at least a minimum top eight pick. And this draft is so stacked. Like, I I keep talking about this draft, but it really is that big of a deal because the Raptors aren't going to pick this high in, like, the next couple of years. So this is actually a pretty good opportunity, and it came in one of the most stacked drafts in, like, the past couple of years. And knowing their development system, like, look how much they were able to do with, like, a 27th pick or 20, you know, undrafted yeah. 20th pick, right? The OGs, the outcomes. Like, imagine what we could do with the top seven. And two of the years is enough. And also, by that time, I'm pretty sure the Nets will probably, like, you know, at least one of Harden, Duran, and Irving will probably leave by then. Right? And then the Bucks, yeah. you know, like, we'll know for sure whether, like, Giannis can actually win a, play- a championship. And that'll actually mean a lot in terms of their seeding. And the Sixers, you know, like, Embiid, you know, who knows what happens with him. So all it really takes is the Raptors just to slip in. And I just think with this season, it was like COVID is definitely a part of it. But I think this season, like the Raptors really, you really realized how much they don't have talent compared to the rest of these teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, the Raptors, like, like in my opinion, like Siakam isn't like the big star player that we really need. Like I'm looking at the standings. Yeah. And and like, like every team above the Raptors in the playoffs, like they all, they all have like, a really solid player that, in my opinion, is more reliable than Siakam. Yeah, like, I almost, this stat is kind of sad, but you just have to say it. Of the top 20 teams, I think we have the worst star. 
Yeah. I know it sounds horrible, but like think about Donovan Mitchell, Booker, Kawhi, Jokic, Doncic, Lillard, LeBron, Steph, even John Moran. I don't think John Moran is better than Siakam, but in three years, I think for sure. Like, I think John Moran is so much younger, right? Because like if they don't have their start isn't better, then they're younger and very close. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think this draft is very important. And that's why I keep like saying it like a million times, just because like I really think this is their one chance to get that talent. You know what I mean? I don't think it'll yeah. come for a while. So they really got to nail this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think ever any free like top free agent will ever come to Toronto. I think I think we have a shot at the Canadian guys. Like but, Jamal, uh, Jamal Murray? That, I wouldn't. Yeah, like I think when those guys become free agents, it's nothing it's nothing due to like Toronto being a bad city. But think of think of it like this, right? Like let's say we had a Lakers in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was like a good team in the States. And let's say, I don't know, you're playing like I don't know what sort, let's say you're playing table tennis professionally. What reason do you have to go to the States when there's such a good team already in Canada? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it goes the opposite way. Like, if you already have, like, these top destinations in the States and you have a decent destination in Toronto, why would they leave their country? You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the, the Canadian players, I don't think that would be a problem, especially because, you know, I think Jamal and Shea grew up watching the Raptors. Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah, I guess it depends on how much money Toronto has. Like, it's not it's not 100%, future. but it's, like, it's their best chance of any other star. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think those and also, two like, guys yo, you mentioned like, are superstars. Like, I, I think Shea could be one, but I don't think Jamal is going to be one. Yeah, yeah. Because so. Shea's like, what, 21? I mean, that is why I traded him in fantasy. But I guess it's not why I traded him. But um, yeah, yeah, I think the Raptors are just going to have to deal with like being like a middle of the pack team for the next couple of years and just hope their guys develop. And by guys, I mean like Anadobi and whoever they draft. I think. Siakam and Van Vliet are kind of who they are at this point. Like, they can develop, like, an aspect of their game, but I don't think it's going to be like, anything game-changing. And especially, like, there's also one thing I've noticed with, like, the Raptors. Um, I feel like we say that we'll be okay with losing Lowry, but we also say that Lowry is very good and important to this team. So do, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, it's kind of... I you, think like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say... You can't say like you lose Lowry and it'll be the same, but then you say Lowry is also an amazing player. Like that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that if we if we lose Lowry, the team's loses so much because he just brings so much value to the team. And it's yeah, gonna take and I a think lot the reason why you're not noticing it. Yeah, and the reason why you're not noticing it now is because they rest Lowry on these games where they're not playing that those that much like that good teams, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, and you notice in the playoffs last year, do you really trust anyone else on their team to make a shot apart from Lowry in the last two minutes? Uh, like, yeah, like, Lowry's carrying, basically. Like, he was literally backpacking the team. And, like, the thing is, is, like, I, that's why I think, like, this draft is, like, going to be a next – he's going to be a, a good – like, one, I'll probably have best shot for the next three years. And thank God we have a good draft, like, identifying talent kind of team. Because if we didn't, we'd be kind of screwed. But – I'm pretty optimistic in the future. As long as they do, as long as they don't trade it, if they trade this pick, I think they'll. I think they'll be a mistake. Uh, yeah, I get that. Like, like unless it's for like Carl Anthony Towns, but he's not going to be on the market. 
Yeah. True. Yeah, I guess we can transition over to, I guess, who you, who you think the award winners, I guess, for this NBA season will be, like, given that it's pretty much almost over. Like, I guess we'll start... Uh, yo, yo, actually, um... Yeah, yo, can you can I close my window? It's making so much sound. Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I don't really hear anything, right. but... Thanks, yeah. bro. Oh... Hold up, there's one more. Mm-hmm. I sorry about that. It was making so much noise. I thought it was like someone was in the room or something. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. so it's your pod, so I'll let you lead the way. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, yeah, I guess we can start with the MVP. Who do you think will, who's your MVP for the season? Hi, bro, this is just going to sound like a major rant, but like, y'all, yeah, okay, yo, okay, Stanley, I have, something to, I have something to say, all right? Mm-hmm. All right, do you notice how in the start of the season, the narrative was, Oh, you can't be MVP unless you're a top three seed. Yeah. And then suddenly Jokic is the MVP at seed number four. Mm-hmm. How, what do you think about that? Well, they're, it could be top three seed. It depends on the next few games, but they're looking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. They're getting back at the Clippers. It's a pretty tight race for the top of the West, I guess. Or the, yeah. the top few seats. Yo, I honestly, I think if the Mavs pull off the fourth seed, I mean, they're two games. Oh, no, they're four games back of the Nuggets. That's pretty, that's pretty significant. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I think it's, like, someone on the Jazz, Embiid, and Chris Ball, to be honest. And I think, like, here's the thing. Like, I think there's a – I think – there's a difference between who I think the actual most valuable player is and who I think is going to win the award. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. It's, so it's like with Harden like a few years ago. My, yeah, like I think team. like yeah. Jokic is going to win the award, but I think the MVP should actually go to someone else. Okay, then, then who should that award go to? Uh, okay, so I'll give you my top three. So, sure. you know, I'll give you my top four because one of them is just going to be a fanboy pig. <laughs> all right, Steph number zero. All right, okay, that's how, I'll get that out of the way. Um, now my actual top three. I think you you can put you can safely put Chris Paul at number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why I say Chris Paul number three is um, the Suns are the number two seed. They're pretty good, and I think without Chris Paul, they probably would have been like a top eight seed. Probably where like the Warriors and Grizzlies are right now. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul elevates them up to the number two seed. Now, does that mean that? He should get the MVP. Uh, I guess that depends on who you ask. But I think in that case, if you're looking at it from that perspective, if you take off Kawhi off the Clippers, are they still a top three seed? Probably not, right? But does that mean Kawhi should get the award? I don't really think so. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I think Chris Paul is number three. He could be number Honestly, I, I would be pretty happy if Chris Paul wins it. But yeah, I'll be more happy if he wins the championship. So 
Yeah. I think yeah. I, I'm, I'm good. I think I'm good with him being at number three. And then number two, I gotta go with um, I gotta go with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Like I think especially in these games where uh, like the Jazz haven't had Donovan Mitchell. I've been watching a few of their games. Um, a few. I mean, like a couple, <laughs> but um. How many have I watched? Okay, whatever. I watched at least one. But um, Donovan Mitchell, like he, you kind of sense. Okay, now I watched games with them without Donovan Mitchell, and at least with Donovan Mitchell there, they have their closer, and they have someone who just make his own shot. And I think if you look at the rest of that team, I think Rudy Gobert. You know, I remember you mentioned him in one of your podcasts. You can definitely make a conversation for him too. But I think in terms of most valuable player, I just think it's um, Donovan Mitchell because offensively he gives you that closing power and also he scores a lot whereas Rudy Gobert he's kind of more reliant on someone to set up plays for him and he's only really a threat interiorly so like you can make a case for either one I just go with Donovan Mitchell here yeah yeah I guess you could make the case but in my opinion like he's not, he doesn't really dominate as much as other scorers in the NBA right now he's a, D, he's a pretty good scorer but like yeah, yeah, I think he's like a two, he's like a tier two, so he's not as yeah. good as like the Stephs, uh, Kawhi's, and Le- um, I mean LeBron. LeBron's like, not. Giannis. LeBron's always tricky because he scores, but he's not technically a scorer. But yeah, like Giannis, but I wouldn't say he's in the same category as like the CJs and the right. uh, Jamal's and stuff like that. So he's like in the middle, and yeah, so I, that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, I don't really agree yeah, with that. That's, number- that's all around game, but yeah, since they're like the best team in the NBA, like I guess someone on their team should be in that running for MVP. Yeah, because I think like most valuable player, like like I think like I, I used to be of the um, the group that says it should just be no matter what your seating is, but I was kind of thinking about this recently, and it kind of makes sense to me. So like you can say okay, if you add Steph to like the um the Okay, Lakers are like the seventh seed, or the Mavs are like the fifth seed, right? If you add Steph to that team, they'll be a number one seed, right? But mm-hmm. it's kind of unfair to say that Steph should get the award just because of that, because there already are teams that are the first seed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, like as long as you're not saying that like Ben Simmons should get it, like I think it's fine <laughs> to do it based off of seedings. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, so it goes to number one. Number one's uh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's my number one as well. I think I mentioned this before. Yeah, and I honestly think the injury thing shouldn't matter because I feel like a lot of these awards are going to be clouded by injuries, and Joel Embiid's only missed, like, maybe, like, 25 games. I know it sounds like a lot, but I think it's barely, like, a third of the season. So, like, and I honestly didn't think, like, if anything, the games he missed showed how much they needed Joel Embiid because Mm -hmm. they lost a lot more of those games than they usually do. Mm -hmm. And whereas with Jokic, it's like, He's good at all, but he's the fourth seed. You know what I mean? And yeah, they you know they've been they've lost twice in a row, and um, there's a chance that you know they stay in this three to four range. Whereas with Embiid, like just watching him, you can tell he does it all for the team. He scores, you know, he, he's that dominant paint presence. He's a decent defender. Whereas with Jokic, the team runs through him. Don't get me wrong, but you know they're still the fourth seed. I don't think it's enough to propel him all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I think that, like, yeah, Embiid has a much dominating presence compared to Jokic, even though Jokic does, like, a lot more, like, passing and, like, overall yeah, contribution. Yeah, I think you're going with that. I, I'd rather go Harden than Jokic, to be honest. If yeah, Harden I, was healthy. Yeah, I guess the main thing about Harden was that 
he was on the Rockets for like a few games and he missed a bunch of games because of injury. But yeah, he, yeah and they would have KD think, and Kyrie. Yeah, so think, it'll be pretty hard to put. Yeah, but look, yo, look at the Rockets now, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they <laughs> lost 15. they lost like half their team, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom. Yeah, that's my MVP. Um combo. Oh yeah, I I guess we can I guess who do you think will be the defensive player of the year then? I would like it to be Ben Simmons, but it's probably gonna go to Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's either Ben Simmons or Gobert for me as well. Yeah. And I, I guess like yeah, I'm trying to slow that slow down a bit because I've been cutting you off like every single time. But um <laughs> Um, yeah, the reason why I like Ben Simmons over Rudy Gobert is just, I just don't feel comfortable giving a defensive player of the year to someone who can't do anything on the perimeter. Right, yeah. Like, I know that's what we've done in the past, but I just feel like, I guess it is a regular season award, so it doesn't really matter. But I just feel like, like when I watch Rudy Gobert on the perimeter, like, I'm not scared at all. It could be, like, Fred Van Vliet, who's, like, 5'11". And I'm still pretty confident that he's going to find a way to get in the basket. Whereas with Ben Simmons, like, yeah, I get he's not good to the help defender and stuff. I'm just a lot more, like, as someone who's played, you know, teams plays against Ben Simmons, I'm, I'm like, scared, bro. Like, I don't want to go up against right. Ben Simmons. Like, <laughs> yeah. bro, I'll happily take that. That's why I'm, like, I'm not, like, honestly, I'd rather go Miles Turner if if the Pacers were a high seed, but they're not. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going Ben Simmons. But, yeah, yeah Miles Turner, I can honestly – like, I love Miles Turner, man. I hope I hope we can get him on the Raptors without trading our draft pick, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, like, Ben Simmons is a lot more versatile. And even though he's not, like, the defensive commander of the team, like how his center is usually, like, commanding the defense and all that, like, I still think he does a really good job and has been pretty underrated in his career so far, even though... Yeah, like, the so way much. I see it, it's like, if... If, like, the Jazz were a lower seed, Rudy Gobert wouldn't even be, like, talked about in terms of defensive player of the year, in my opinion. I Because he's already gotten us a word twice. And also, like, Adam, now that you know how to expose Rudy Gobert, it's hard to give him the word again. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of, I guess. But, like, you can expose, like, pretty much everyone to a certain degree. Yeah, but I think Benson is a lot harder because he can uh, guard one to five. I think Rudy Gobert could probably just guard like four to five and maybe a three. But even then, I don't really trust him to guard LeBron. <laughs> so, right. yeah, I guess my I guess a good defensive player of the year uh, check should be um unless you're an extremely dominant center and like you've just been proving it. And I guess Rudy Gobert is kind of that. Um, can you guard a small forward? <laughs> and if you cannot guard a small forward, you should not be in conversation for the forward. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's just preference because it's my opinion. So like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I guess who do you think will win MIP? I think it's pretty obvious, but just want to hear your take. I think it's Julius Randle, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, Julius Randle is pro- probably the obvious choice. Um, yeah, I'm just going through both conferences. Um, yeah, I think it's maybe you could do Michael Porter Jr. as probably like the next best guy you can do. But it's pretty obvious it's Julius Randle. And I, actually, I got a question for you. How far do you think the Knicks are going to go in the playoffs? Mm, I think second round is definitely a possibility. Like, it depends on who the fifth seed is, basically. Because, like, both them and the Hawks have, like, little to no playoff experience. And depends if 
Yeah, they're going to face each experience. other. So, like, no yeah. matter what. Yeah, like, that, that's what I was thinking, too. I think no matter what, like, one team's going to come out with the experience. You know what I mean? So, I don't yeah. think the experience part's going to be too big of a deal. And honestly, like, <laughs> I'm just going to sound, I'm sounding too much of a savagery here, but, like, like, does the Bucks experience really count? I mean, they've just been losing. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't mean to sound like, a, like, a, like it's kind of mean, but, like, like, the Bucks without that experience are probably just as good. Or like okay, now they have Drew Holiday, so I'm. I'm I don't I'm, know. I'm like, like they're definitely a solid roster. Experience cause... really matters that much. Yeah, like I don't think. I guess the thing I look at it, I don't think the playoff experience of the Bucks is what's going to put them over in the Knicks. It's going to be the talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter for experience because they have like Giannis and they're basically a bunch of like two way players like stacked on their team. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, it could easily be like I guess Knicks and Heat matchup or like. It could be like Knicks or Celtics, depending on how things go, which could get pretty interesting. But I don't yeah, think, I think the Knicks are the second round. I don't think they're deep enough second. if they face the Heat or Celtics. But against the Hawks, it's a toss up. Yeah, the Celtics don't have any depth anymore, though. <laughs> Their depth is like terrible. As I think it's literally just like Tatum, Smart, Walker, Brown, and like Robert Williams, and everyone else who just kind of does their thing, except like Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. But like Jason Tatum can kind of kind of like carry a game though, I feel. Yeah, with well, the Knicks, like Julius Randle, like it's inconsistent in terms of carrying. He's a good player, but he, he's not gonna drop those crazy performances like Tatum is on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess now we go for a rookie of the year. Um, like I guess this might be a pretty straightforward pick for you as well. I'd like to hear what you have to say for that. Um... Yeah, I think it's LaMelo, but I think it's closer than it looks. I think Anthony Edwards has gotten a lot better, especially in this last two months. And honestly, like, sometimes that's all it really takes to win the award. It's just an amazing performance in the last two months. That's the reason why Steph Curry's even in the convo for MVP. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's the last two months, right? Yeah, but I think it's LaMelo, but I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Edwards wins it. And honestly, like, I, I want LaMelo to win it. But, like, it would be a win if As long as Tyrese Halliburton doesn't win it. Because Tyrese Halliburton, like, he's a good guy, don't get me wrong, and he's a good player. But everything he does, like Lamelo, kind of just does on another level, except yeah, maybe like defense. Mm-hmm. But there's no, you can't really make a case with Tyrese Halliburton. Whereas Lamelo really changed that franchise. And honestly, I was thinking about the other day. I really wish the Warriors picked him, but <laughs> I guess at the time, like, like I, I guess like the way I look at it is like, like does your team pass a LeBron test? The LeBron test is like your small forward can do a good job of guarding LeBron, right? So it would be LaMelo, Steph, and Klay Thompson just coming off the injury. Would it pass the LeBron test? Probably not. So that's what that's, that's how I live with the Warriors missing on that pick. But, damn, that would have been nice to see, bro, for sure. Yeah, I, I guess for me it would be LaMelo as well. Like, even though I'd say Anthony Edwards right now is better and provides more value than him, I guess, in a certain way. Like, yeah, has been consistent sure. the whole season. But like, yeah, at, mm-hmm. Anthony's Edwards been going off the last few months, weeks. Yeah, so I, so I, so I actually got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, my savagery has been kind of muted for this pod. But <laughs> uh, who do you think is gonna make the finals? Oh, I, I, I think I mentioned it in the last in the last podcast or like a few podcasts ago with Mathush. But for my prediction, it's basically Brooklyn Nets against the Lakers. I. Mm. I see, barring any injuries, I see LeBron James just carrying his team again. And I think, like, since Harden's pretty much going to be back for the playoffs, his, his just, like, 
I don't I don't see anyone stopping the big three in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm, I, I guess how, how about you? mm-hmm. Um, me? Yeah. Honestly, I think this is the year where uh, I think someone random is going to make the finals. It's, oh, not random, but, like, I think it could be, like, the Sixers. It could be, like, Suns, Jazz, Nuggets. Like, I think it's, like, there's just so much variance this year that really anything could happen. And I think, like, Right. okay, <laughs> I don't want, I don't mean to be such a doubter today, but I just, I am kind of concerned about LeBron and not in terms of like performance, but injury. Cause I was actually looking into it the other day and high ankle sprains are actually like on a complete different level of severity than a normal ankle sprain. And the thing is, is like LeBron is coming back like the week before the plan. Like, I, and the thing is, is like when I saw him in that game against the Raptors, he didn't look the same at all. And he, exit the game kind of earlier so i kind of think like extending you remember what happened to durant right when he tried to come Yeah, back early yeah. like i just think that lebron might be rushing it obviously he i think he knows it better than me but i don't know i think it's just way too much of a coincidence to instant lebron's the instant the lakers in the play and lebron suddenly healthy again Mm Do you know what i hmm Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I still but have confidence um i think because LeBron yeah is LeBron. i, He's I think done things that we've never seen before. Yeah, I think the thing is, honestly, if I was LeBron, I would probably just, if your team's in the play-in, then just come back for the play-in game. I wouldn't risk coming back this early. But, um, uh, he knows his health better than me, so maybe there's something he knows that I don't. But actually, no, there is something he knows that I don't. But with that being said, I just can't put the Lakers up there just because there's so many variables, right? One's a play-in. Um, two, they're going to have to go up against the top two seed immediately. Right, and LeBron's not going to be one hundred percent. I think he even said that he's not one hundred percent. So, Yeah, like, but if they're against the Suns, I honestly, I think they'll. I, I think they'll, it won't be a problem. yeah, unfortunately, as much as I want to say the Suns would be a problem, I don't think they are. I just think Aiton just like I watched that game yesterday, the Lakers and the Suns. I just don't think Aiton can do much against AD. But um, the thing is, I'm you. I think, yeah, I think so. And the thing is, like, as much as I want to see the Clippers, like, the Clippers are really, for me, the only, like, safe bet here. Like, if I would have bet money, I would just bet money on the Clippers, not because I think they have the highest chance of winning, but because, like, there's less variance to the squad, right? Like, Kawhi seems good. Paul Jordan seems good. They made improvements compared to last year, and everyone else around them has gotten a little worse, right? The Nuggets are, like, slightly worse because they don't have Jeremy Grant or Jamal. I know Jokic is taking the step, but, you know, if there's only one good player in the playoffs, you can game plan for that. Right. And um, that, and I think the Mavs are, I mean, not the worst, but they're just not playing that well. The Blazers, you know, they're just the Blazers, the Suns and Jazz, yeah, they're better, but the Clippers, Lakers level, probably not. So I will see. I will see. We might get that, we might get a Clippers, Lakers second round matchup, but that's also what we said last year. You know, we know what happened then. So, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. oh, yeah, I didn't even talk about the East. I didn't talk about the East. So I think the rent. So I think the West is where it's a complete toss. Okay, so you want my final prediction? Mm I think it's gonna be Clippers versus uh, Nets. -hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty fair prediction as well. Like both are very consistent teams and they both have like superstars that are not injured or like that are pretty durable Mm -hmm. for the playoffs. Yeah. Um Guess, I guess who do you think will win? Uh, the Clippers The or whole thing. Nets? Yeah. 
I, I think as long as see the thing is I want to say the Nets, but hamstring injuries are very finicky. And the thing is, is like I think you have Brogdon on your fantasy team, right? Mm-hmm. I do notice how since Brogdon's had his hamstring injury, there's been like no update. Yeah, <laughs> like the last month and a half. Mm-hmm. Like hamstring injuries are very finicky. Then Harden came back and re-injured it. I want to say the Nets, but it just really depends on Harden. But I think the thing is with Harden is like the Nets don't have to be a hundred percent for the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, they have to be hundred percent the second round, but they don't have to be hundred percent for the first round. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but if Harden's not back by second round, I can see the Bucks or something getting it, like making it to the Eastern Conference. But provided everything's good, okay. How about this? I'll I'll give my conditional statement. All right, so if Harden's healthy, the Nets, if not Clippers. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And then 2021 free agency will be very boring because Kawhi has no reason to leave. <laughs> True. Okay, I guess the next award should be six man of the year. Well, I guess, who do you think will get this one? I think Jordan Clarkson will get it, but I think you make a conversation for Derek Rose. Right. Like, Like, I guess those two are the clear-cut runaways. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 my heart wants to say Chris Boucher, but it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Boucher is looking, like, amazing. I think Chris Boucher is, like, the, one of the main reasons why they got out of that 2-8 two, two stretch at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's this guy was shooting, pretty solid. Like, nuclear bombs out of his slingshot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, starting to get old, though, so. But... Yeah, but like the thing is, like that's just crazy though. Like just this random guy on your bench just picks up your team. And like I remember those games against the Hornets. Like literally nobody was doing anything except for Chris Boucher <laughs> at times. Yeah. Like, yeah, for me, I I might put Derrick Rose over Jordan Clarkson just because I guess. Yeah, I think like, it's pretty fair. Like the the Knicks don't really have that many ex- expectations, and like. Derrick Rose is, is still imp- like I guess improving like since his ace or his ACL Achilles injury like it seems like it's getting better is like adapting yeah. his game even more year by year even though I thought it was like washed up mm-hmm. like three years ago he's still a very solid player and his it seems like because of his experience he, he like leads I think it's part of the reason why the team is like doing really good. Yeah, I think the, I think uh, Jordan Clarkson just like uh, he just he might be a better scorer than Derrick Rose, but I think Derrick Rose makes like the like the best play on the court if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So like you know, Derrick Rose make the team best for the play, but best for the team, while Jordan Clarkson make the play best to score for himself. And I think depending on how you want to weight it, I could easily see Derrick Rose winning this over Jordan Clarkson, but. You know, number one seed has a lot of power in the voting, so... Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, so, yeah. that's the main reason, like, Clarkson would, will win, I guess, in my opinion, but... Yeah, and the Knicks cracked the... Okay, nah, they have no chance of cracking the third seed. <laughs> like, six and a half games, five and a half games back, but... um, Sam, I could talk about basketball forever. How long have you been going for? Like, 45 minutes. Um, Pretty long. Right. So... What length are you aiming for? Like 50 or 45? 
I, I think this is a good time to end this episode. All right, cool. I, I got one question before you end it. Sure. Do you think the Wizards can ex- uh, upset one of the top three seeds? No, I don't think so. The, the top three seeds are like way too good, way too good. Like Philly, they, they just shut you down because they have Simmons and Embiid. Um, two seed, mm-hmm. that's, they're just way too good offensively. It's like Westbrook and Beal is not good enough to counter like three, like, yeah, those top scores of all time. And like third seed, like Bucks, they, they're kind of like Philly and Beal. Yeah, basically Philly, they, they just shut you down as well. And they have like a dominant big that will like destroy whoever's. Yeah. The, the thing, I think with the Wizards, they just don't have that interior defense to stop Giannis. Yeah, yeah it's like they can't stop Giannis and Bede and probably can't stop KD. And those are like their main scores for those top yeah. three seats. We, so. we seem to see I just want to see Durant do that move he did to LeBron in the playoffs. You know what move I'm talking about? The way he does a pump fake and then just rips through and just dunks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this is fun, man. It's a fun pod. Hopefully my negativity towards uh, <laughs> the Raptors didn't oh. overtake it. That's what happened when I tried to record a Methuselah one. Like we tried to record and it was just me ranting about the Raptors. So I tried to tone it down a little bit today, but, you know, yeah, I hope it wasn't too much of a problem. It's all good. It's all good. Um, thanks for being a guest on the Zesty Zoe pod today. It's been a pleasure yeah, hearing no problem, your takes. No yeah. Um, and I guess this concludes the today's episode of the Zesty Zoe pod. Um, shout out to Roji for joining the podcast and exploring NBA topics with me. And yeah, stay zesty, everyone. <laughs>